Shafee. Shafee, are you there? <laughs> um, I was laughing because I was tickling myself. <laughs> it's another way you have pleasure. You should just go like this. <laughs> It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's got a lot of sleep. Night has fallen once again over. East Austin, Texas. It has fallen on Bill the Landlord's bird feeder. Adios, all of Bill the Landlord's birds. They're not his birds. They're just birds who come by every now and then. Good night. My front yard. And and uh, and hello, hello to you guys. Hello, Ivy Covered Castle. Hello, microphone. Hello, back room. Hello, green screen projected garage. Hello, man with mandibles like the predator. Hello, pride of Tarzana, California, because it's time for one magical hour a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Hello, Matthew. Oh, Shafee boy, the cast, the cast is calling. From Tuesday night, when we said all that stuff, the winters come and download numbers falling. It's you, it's you, must cast and I must pod. But come ye back when listeners get at us. And when the download numbers rise or fall, it's I'll be here in my garage podcasting. Oh, Shafee boy. Oh, Shafee boy. We love you so. I've been doing a lot of contemporary tunes, and I thought I'd go with a standard tonight. A classic. I should have known we'd get there sooner or later. It's a classic, just like our sensei producer, Alex Battles, who is Hunters and Gatherers, going to join us this evening. And it's mostly Irish, just like my little brother, Dickie, who will also be joining us later this weekend. This a- this night, not this weekend. <laughs> this this weekend. You're, you're so used to pre-promoting things. You, I am. You're like, something's happening in the future. Maybe five minutes, maybe this weekend. Um, Renee is supposed to join us this weekend. Speaking of forward promotion. That should be a hoot. Watch out. We can, uh, we can ask her lots of questions about her new her new cabin. She's going to be a good person to kind of uh, help us get away from tonight's tonight's subject matter tonight when we talk about uh, talk a little bit about about the stock market, a little bit about the internet, a little bit about what they have to do to each other, what they're currently doing to each other. 
I think that it's possible that this is going to be the most I ever learned on One Magical Hour. I, you know, it's tough to say. We learn something. We learn something every week, don't we? We learn something every cast, but this one I'm pretty in the dark about, and I'm ready to get some illumination. I'm hoping that Dicky Hall can provide some illumination. I have no doubt that it's true. Uh, did you get a chance? You got the new Milton songs, right? I did get the new Milton um, songs. New Milton records will be going out with yes. Uh, so we're going to go out today with a song from the most recent Milton record. And I would like to thank him for that. Thank him for the use of all of his songs. And also let you guys know <laughs> that tomorrow night, right? Yeah, Friday night, uh, he'll be doing a live show on Facebook. So check that out. Hmm. Uh, could be tonight. Could could oh, be right, tonight. Right. Tonight. We'll probably drop tomorrow. Tonight. Friday night of the weekend that you're listening. May, that you may or may not be listening to this podcast. But he does them often on Fridays, right? Yeah. If you uh, if you, if you know, miss this Friday, you could get catch Facebook, the next can, next Friday. I think he does it every two weeks these days. And uh, it's a good. It's really good. He's been doing it through the whole pandemic. It's really fun if you get at him beforehand. He'll do question. He'll do requests. Uh, he might answer a question or two if you have them. I don't know. Uh, that would be funny to add him with a good question. Uh, <laughs> but he definitely the guy can play any song ever written. So if you get him early enough, doesn't matter if he knows it or not. He'll learn it for you. He likes you or you know if you just give him an artist he'll do a song by that artist whoever they may be so he takes requests yeah huh and he That's does so fun know, the request can be from his you know his original songbook which of course he has five albums worth of songs all of which are great but he also you know his kind of bread and butter is as a wedding band he also has a side project with his brothers that's a roots reggae band uh, and he also does like a soul and funk uh, thing uh, every once, about about four times a year uh, in Red Hook at Sunnies, I think it is. Uh, he does, he has a band that does the 50s and 60s soul and, uh, and, uh, and soul and rock covers. So yeah, it's really fun. He can, yeah, he can, he can sing any song. He'll do it for you. Enjoy it. Find, find Milton on Facebook. And, uh, and, and enjoy that when you're not enjoying One Magical Hour. I'm Matthew and Schaefer, podcast spectacular, featuring Sensei and uh, pr producer Emiritis and all around right-hand man, Alex Battles. Is he here or is he just easing on? Or is it right now? <laughs> I'm tickling myself. That's one of the ways we feel pleasure. <laughs> did I miss? Did I miss the parody? Uh, you did. Yeah, Matthew did an excellent version of Danny Boy, with uh, with just a full, a full lyric and a full chorus worth of, of parody lyrics. It was it was excellent. Okay. Alex, Alex, tell me the truth. Am I am I going uh, beyond the pale with my parodies? Am I have I, thoughts. I have thoughts on the parodies. Should should I reel it in a little bit? I well, 
I mean, I'm of the I'm of the feeling that. I mean, I've I, I haven't heard all the show as as always. I'm behind, and I apologize to all the HG Super fans out there. Um, I you know I in general I feel like. Uh, you know, uh, I like it when you don't know, like, we talked about this. I'm of the Steve Allen comedy school, you know? And <laughs> St- Steve Allen's big bit was he, he would take a pop song because he was, he was, he was highfalutin, Steve Allen. And he would take a pop song and he would read it very straight, like do-a-diddy, you know? Mm-hmm. He would read it as if he were reading, you know, like a big poem, and he would get a lot of yucks on that. So in the episodes where you have um, started out, like, t- talking the parody, and, like, you're, you're sitting there going, wait, what is he even parodying? And then you kind of start to sing, I, you know? those get mm, that's me. that's funnier than when i just sing it yeah when, when yeah because then i'm just like oh well I, matthew misses karaoke which i also i mean mm. i understand i understand right. I, you know I'm, I'm big fans i'm big fans over here you know um no no I, no I like the I, i'm the one who asked for criticism right at the first okay you know, the, the other day there was one uh, an episode which, which was not recent um where you started from the bridge. You were like, I started from the bridge on that one. And I was like, I like that. Cause it was like, I didn't know where I was like my favorite parody of all time was when you did star Trek in. Mm. I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. I like the ones where I, where I'm left totally in the dark. Yeah. Like when I don't know what the song's going to be, you know, because you know, the, the thing about the parody is, and this is, you know, to get back to, you know, weird Al, um let's get back to weird al let's get back to weird al you know weird al back to the beginning not a moment too soon oh well you know you and i are of different albums you know i always say that any every every young boy who has succumbed to the 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 joys of 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 alfred matthew yankovic has their album that you know grabbed them at that right at that moment, mine was in 3D. Yours, I think, was was the was the bad album or whatever it was called. Uh, even worse, I think that was called. Even worse, yep. I think I was hooked at Dare to Be Stupid, though. Yeah, yeah Dare to Be Stupid. Yeah, Dare to Be Stupid was big. I mean that that one. Yeah, me too. I mean that 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 record is just unbelievable. The guy's um, made a bunch of records, by the way. He just keeps going. Still making them, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but he always, he always, there's a certain sacrosanct thing about the fact that he always asks permission and never releases anything without the permission. Mm. And that there is, you know, in some way, when artists, you know, I think there's one I think of often, which is when we were youngsters, um, uh, uh, the, the, uh, you know, Sunkissed licensed good vibrations and changed the words to it, you know, the great Beach Boy song. And that wasn't because Brian Wilson sold it. That was because someone had bought Brian Wilson's catalog from under him and sold the song and okayed the lyric change. So there is a certain, you know, you are messing with actual people's memories 
who are easily imprintable in these cases. Like, I have been walking around singing podcasting across the universe. <laughs> but that's okay. Like, I don't mind that you've changed the words because that doesn't change. That doesn't change star trekking for me. But, you know, there have been other ones where I'm like, oh, Matthew, I, I don't, you know, but it's okay. I mean, you know, it's the comedy. I mean, you've got to be out on that limb, my friend. You've got to be there. And I respect you and I celebrate you. How's it this, going, guys? This it's sounds like, wait, this is way more grave than I thought it was. I really, I was just asking if I should just shorten them a little bit. <laughs> well, I think, I think the long, that was a long yes. Yeah. Okay. That was a long, yeah, it was a long shorten them a little. I, I, I think about the show, you know, like, you know, I, I come on as the, the, this, this guy who's, you know, who's here. how are you? How You're are shaping you? the show, Alex. You, you come on as several different guys. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I, do what you feel, Matthew. I would, I would not want your version of Bohemian Rhapsody to have been shortened, or, or even did you, did you, I missed did, that one. Did what, you hear? I, did you hear my fast car, Alex? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought that was the, like the ultimate thus far, but. Whatever. Let's get off this topic. It's a stupid I got, topic. I got some breaking news, uh, and I guess I knew this, but I'd forgotten. Do you know what Weird Al's birthday is? It's October twenty third. It's my birthday. Whoa! Holy moly! Wow! I thought it was the twenty first. Uh, not according. Not according to Wikipedia, sir. Oh, you? No, I mean you, not Weird Al. Oh no! I'm definitely the 23rd. I don't. I don't need Wikipedia to tell me that. Why would Alex know Weird Al's birthday so well? <laughs> Alex is a really, really big Weird Al fan. One of the biggest Weird Al fans that I know. Well, I mean, I, I, I well, I've only seen him live once. I mean, I, we, we, I wish we had gone to those, those, those two crazy tours that he put on. He did the the orchestra one, and yeah, then I really one wanted that I really wanted one for some all the all originals tour. You know, that was, which was called like the, oh, it had some name like the, it was, this isn't humble or this is, this is stupidly prideful or I can't remember some <laughs> hilarious thing, but yeah, <laughs> you know, so then he would have been doing like, you know, Mr. Frump in the Iron Lung and he, oh man, I love Mr. Frump. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know, that <laughs> it's just so good. Did you guys know that the how he got his his record deal? Uh, uh, no. The, <laughs> the knack, the knack heard his recording of my Bologna. Oh right. Yeah, the knack heard his recording of my Bologna. I should have my headphones on. This is probably all feeding back. Mrs. Ferguson is going to be angry at me. Um, was he on the Doctor Demento show? Right. He recorded it in the bathroom at wherever he was in college and he 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 got the tape to Dr. Demento and Dr. Demento played it and then the knack heard it and would and called their record label and they were like you got to sign this guy he's really funny and so that's how he got his record contract his first mm -hmm. record contract with somebody who he parodied called their record label and said sign Weird Al do you think his friends advised him to shorten his parodies? 
<laughs> well, it's you know, I I didn't say I didn't say shorten them. I, I no, I, I think I should shorten them. I should just go back to a lyric or two. I've been trying for like a verse and a chorus, but they just come to me, man. It's not. I, it's not like I'm. I, I gotta I say, you. I'm struggling. You can go ahead and do a verse and chorus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll be judicious about it going forward. I know it's gotten a little ornate. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, you know, some 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 days I'm just I, I hit the pod in a bad mood, and then and then I get and then I get and then I get more critical than I want to be. So that that that's it's not you. It's me. It's well, me. we need a critical eye because we're surrounded by yes men. We got people blowing <laughs> rainbows up our asses all the time. We, you know, like we need somebody to tell us the truth. That's how we know you're our friend, Alex. I'm over in the corner blowing smoke up my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just jealous that, you know, I literally got to the Apple reviews the day after Choo Choo Express. And I was, I, I, I like, tried to overcompensate with my review but the, i i gotta say that you know i i feel an incredible jealousy at the amount of just 25 words and that guy has gotten at least 25 minutes of press off of you guys i mean it, it we don't guy we don't know we don't know guy we should say the we don't day. we don't we don't talk about they anymore but we, we use the, we use the, we use the correct pronoun but we don't we talk about them not um <laughs> Come That's on. That's fine. You, I've got more you, material. You I've got more material. Listen, you, you you've critics. become I'm the sorry. you've become the third <laughs> magical hour. I mean honored. Honored. What are you honored, talking honored, about? Like honored, 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 honored. That, I'm glad you brought that up though. <laughs> Everybody, please go write a review. If you haven't written a review, you're yes. listening to the show. You live in Bangalore and you've been listening to this show. Uh, you live in Hyderabad. You, by the way, shout out to all of our Indian downloads. We we 100%. India 100%. is is yes. by far a number two in our country of popularity. It's crazy. They are into the three C's in India. Give take go to Apple Podcasts. Get us a review. For some reason, that is important in terms of popularity of podcasts. We could use some more. Thank you for bringing that up, Alex. It could be added. You know, I was listening today to my new favorite episode. Okay, I haven't heard them all. My new favorite episode is easily forty-five. Unbelievable episode. Like forty-five. What was that? Forty-five is the one where you talk about your grandmother. Oh, oh yeah. a nice glass of wine for Patsy oh, yeah. Ruth. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah, that is that is. I mean, I'm literally. I got a little chill just 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 saying it now. Um, like I know because another thing we were going to talk about, but in that episode, you talk about uh, you talk about the hard out, right? The power out, whatever it is, you you gentlemen of 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 the our sign off call. It. Yeah, are you, are you using a little imaginary radio jargon there by saying power out? Well, you guys said it in the episode. I well, have never it's, heard this it, phrase. It's jargon. It's jargon. And if you were caught Sign up, off? you would know. You would have heard. Sign off. To talk about. Sign off. Um, but Go as ahead. you know, Sorry. but I was thinking just on the Apple podcast thing, you guys could just, you know, like the only other podcast I listen to, the Perpetual Chess podcast. Um, Riveting. In, in, in the... In the power, well, I I can I can go I can go into that one too, but we've got limited time. Uh, 
the that's a different episode but in his in his whatever power out sign off thing he says blah 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 make sure to leave a like on apple podcast da, 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 and mm. whatever you know see you next week or something but he has it he has it in the lead up like there's a regular time that he asks for those reviews yeah well we're not that type of show okay that's fine um <laughs> What I, what I was wanting to know is, have you been, though, because you keep changing the description, have you kept each description? Are they, are they like in, are there's a, is there a shelf, that, you know, the, the description of the show keeps changing at the top? There's a like, shelf in Schaefer's mind. Is there a <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I haven't saved copies of those. We're not, on, we're, not, we don't, we're not on GitHub with versioning control. Uh. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just, I love how it's changed in these little tiny ways. And I'm like, oh, okay, they did that. Oh, start here. Oh, don't start here. Do, do start here. They're boys. They're no longer boys. Now they're old friends. It's unfolding organically, Alex. It's unfolding organically. I love that's fine. No, I just wanted to know if there's a Hall of Fame where at the one magical nation can go and look at them on the wall. No, it's just that, like life. It's just like life. Life is, is supplanted by other life. It's like, what were Neanderthals like? I don't know. What were they like? It's probably the only thing about this show that, you, that isn't automatically preserved forever though right so, mm, yeah right uh, so it's good to have just one little piece of ephemera i think yeah i believe it's changed you know there was the there was the two overgrown boys searching for mm -hmm. uh searching for meaning in their meat uh whatever right uh and then i oh and then there was the one that referred to that quote for, of Matthias is about dreams going infinitely in every direction. Oh, that mm -hmm. was good. Uh -huh. I liked that one. This one, what happened with this one was I got a note from Captivate FM, our, our distributor, mm -hmm. saying that uh, that if we if we submit this kind of uh, description to them or this this it's this electronic form that they had me submit, and they're going to they're going to pass some of them along to Amazon to be featured on the Amazon website. Nice. Um, so I was like, let's, you know, uh, you know, let's kind of make up our, uh, our description, you know, to be a little more accessible, a little more descriptive of what it actually is, what, mm -hmm. you know, what we're after. And, you know, it, I think it makes sense to have the three C's in there for everybody. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, that is what we stand by. I got to tell you guys, I am, you guys did an awesome job by having an extended conversation about Weird Al at the beginning of this episode. This episode is going to be mostly focused on uh, on the internet and Reddit and the stock market. We're about to get we're, we're about to get even nerdier than you guys. You guys kind of eased us in, okay. With twenty minutes of nerdiness, okay. We're about to get we're about to get you nerdy. Uh, Alex, do you do you know anything about the GameStop? Uh, the shorting of GameStop stuff that's been going on? Yeah. I mean, you can... Were you ready to summarize it for me? Because I... I, I am. I'm prepping for Dickie no. coming on to... Uh, oh, Dickie's... He's he coming on this episode? He is. He's going to come on and tell us a, a little more about it. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Because, because no, I'm just like... There's... It's just... What do? You, what's next on your list? Do you have a list there? Me? Yeah. 
Oh. Uh, I, I know some, sometimes you have a list. It's, it's okay if you don't. I have, you know, in my head... Oh, I, I didn't pull it up. I mean, oh. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna read to you from Sammy Davis Jr.'s FBI file. <laughs> I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. It's it's cool either way. No, it's okay. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly. Oh, the robots here. Oh, let's just let's just. The <laughs> I love. No, it's just background music for you. I love the robot. Is, is is there uh okay well look i mentioned it I, i'm just gonna do this we'll just we'll get it we'll make it happen and then and then and then we can we can discuss uh it's uh it's right here it's just this brief thing i'm glad that dicky is coming on to explain this thing because I don't understand finance. I don't understand the world of finance at all. I think as evidenced by me podcasting from a garage rather than a studio. I think if I, un- <laughs> I think if I understood money better, I wouldn't be in front of this boiler. What were we, ta- what were we talking about, Alex? Sammy Davis Jr.'s FBI file. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the show. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> He's with people. Hi, Alexis. I have my headphones. Where's your where's your where's your video, my friend? I want to see you. I don't I want to see what kind of state you're in. I'm gonna I wanna I'm see trying, if I need to call social services to come no, check on you. No, I have been I have been I have been reliably decent of late um i don't i don't know how to do this matthew wait it's this it's in like the lower left corner it looks like a a video it looks like an old video camera remember you had the vhs video camera that you sort of held on your shoulder start video oh i see it's because you're in a dark dark massage parlor of sorts i can turn (laughs) i can turn a light on it takes it looks like you're in a reddit chat room right there that's that's exactly how i see a reddit chat room it's just dark and there's one purple light bulb there's such a thing as a reddit chat room yeah that's what this whole thing is about man oh there he is yes (laughs) that's me over here (laughs) <laughs> Richard, Richards, Richards, Richards arrived. So uh, keep, keep, now keep going with the keep going with Sammy all right. Davis. We'll, okay, we'll this is the, this uh... is this is this is your this is your news cruise from Sammy Davis Jr.'s website. They have two. Uh, they have his FBI file, um, which they say presented here without comment. And this <laughs> has just kind of, I you know, you skim through it, and it's basically. What is the FBI going to find out about Sammy Davis Jr.? And here is the thing that uh, that I would like to read. On October 15th, 1967, an SA of the FBI, special agent, attended a benefit performance for the SCLC, Southern Christian Leadership Conference, which was held at the Oakland, California Coliseum. Sammy Davis Jr. provided the opening remarks and stated that all races must learn to live together in a peaceful manner. Vocal performances were given by Davis, name redacted, and Joan Baez, 
and a brief address was given by Dr. Martin Luther King. Following her performance, Joan Baez stated that when Sammy Davis Jr. made his planned trip to Vietnam in the near future, no further details, she hoped that he would ask all the U.S. soldiers there to come home. So, um, yeah, this, this has just been, since I read this, uh, because I, I just, I don't know, I love Sammy. I started listening to him again recently. And I went to his website and I saw this. And it just, it just occurred to me uh, that, uh, you know, peace is the enemy of war, you know, and that there is no, there's no peace industry of as, as such. And, uh, you know, you guys are good at philosophizing. Maybe that's kind of like the land office business that we should start. The peace business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I bet there's a lot of money to be made in the peace business. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> it's, well, the an- it's the antithesis of capitalism is that you can't make money in the peace business. But you can. There's juice bars and there's, you know, there's like whole water foods. slides. There's water slides. <laughs> okay. That, wait, that's okay. where your mind goes immediately there's, when you think of peace? There's this big, is why I come to you guys, water big, slides. Go there's ahead. a big adult-sized indoor mazes where you can play laser tag. Mm. No, that's the happiness business, bro. That's the, that's the pleasure business. That's the same as the massage parlor. <laughs> there's massage parlors. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, Alex brought that bit of um, history to the program. It's interesting. I really had no idea where the FBI file on Sammy Davis was going to take us. Honestly, I thought it was going to take us someplace, someplace much more salacious. Uh, yeah, I know that was high-minded. That I mean, that is that is. I mean, that why I brought it up is that we've been just living in these insanely contentious times when you know people are attacking the Capitol, and then the people who are attacked are like, "No, everything's." Everything's all good here. We we love those guys, and uh, and, and and you know that that you know the, the this this it's just this crazy damn world we're living in. Where we're like we must monitor this man who's who's trying to get people to to live peacefully together. Like to let, 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 this, let's, this, let's, this man who's doing shows with Joan Baez and Name Redacted. Yeah, name redacted and Martin Luther King. Let's let's it, make sure we follow him around because, a, because we gotta nice we gotta keep an eye out on him for for that. Well, yeah, it's a it's a threat to the bottom line of the war business, oh, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Okay. There we are. Thank you, <laughs> Alex. Your your uh, your anxiety and your concern is definitely heard, and it's very it's actually a very appropriate segue into our next discussion. Thank I you. don't know if you guys know what's been going on. Uh, surely you must have heard by now about GameStop, or maybe you, you've heard Game Stonk, uh, as uh, I, I learned what a stonk was uh, from Mollywood and Kyra Rizdal today on their Make Me Smart podcast. But uh, mostly I've been having conversations with Chuck the bartender, who <laughs> has been beside himself by what he perceives as the, as the, uh, as the little man rising up against Goliath. And what's happened is, GameStop was on its way out as a publicly traded company, indeed, as a company at all. Uh, 
I don't know how many of you know this, but everybody is downloading their video games these days. They're not going to a, a concrete box to buy them anymore. And GameStop, which was publicly traded, uh, was shorted by a number of hedge funds. And some what, what they're now saying are just nostalgic guys on Reddit, uh, guys and gals uh, on a subreddit called Wall Street Bets, uh, saw what was going on and decided, uh, for whatever reason, to pump a bunch of money into GameStop's, GameStop stock and buy it, encourage their friends to buy it, drive it up in what is called a squeeze, and we're gonna get try to get more technical with all these terms here in a minute, uh, drove the price up, and in fact, uh, according to the news stories I have seen, effectively bankrupted an entire hedge fund, and uh, all you know, and all the meanwhile, uh, just uh, you know, calling calling these people out and doing using using the power of the internet and the power of social networking to uh, basically kind of kind of do a do a goofy kind of a, a bit of chicanery with the stock market. Uh, nothing. It is important to note none none of this has been illegal. Uh, it's all been perfectly fine. You know, a lot of people are saying this is all the kind of stuff that. That hedge funds might do all the time. It's just they don't have the shining light of every, the public upon them. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but the point of all this is, it's to some people it looks like that. It looks like uh, you know the little guy rising up against the big guy. But to others, it looks like some people manipulating. The subreddit in a way that you know, I I told Chuck it reminds me of you know the Donald and what uh, what the Reddit what a subreddit did with the presidential election four years ago. So we'll see. I brought my brother on. Uh, say hello, Dickie. Uh, this uh, field correspondent, Dickie Hall. Hello, gentlemen. His first time on the show. Uh, he understands. Hi, Dick. How's it going, Hi, man? It's so good to see nice you. To see you. It's just nice to see people. Are we allowed to acknowledge seeing each other? Yeah, yeah, we're all Absolutely. here together. Say hi to Alex. Okay, cool. Alex, how are you, my friend? Hey, buddy. It's great to have all of you guys in the same room for the first time. This is a bit of a, a bit of a uh, watershed moment for the podcast. Really, um, <laughs> it's really fun to have everybody together. Dick, I have a specific question for you. This has been rattling around in my brain. Now, I understand. Uh, and there's been a lot of jokes about what people understand about this and what people don't. I'll admit mine's, some of mine's very limited. Some of it's just limited, but. Wait, wait, I, wait. I, I, I want, I just want Dick to start from the beginning here. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm I, saying. I, it's difficult to even say where this begins, Matthew. Well, here, let uh, me, let me help you out, Dick. That's what I'm setting up here, Matthew. Okay. So let me. Uh, oh, go ahead, Chafee. Yeah. I, what's... I know that, let's start with, I know if you want to you know, bet on the good side of a stock, if you want to invest in a stock, right? You either call your broker or you use one of these, uh, the Robinhood, you use what they call a retail stock boutique or whatever. And you have, a, you have a certain amount of money and you buy that stock. And if, if whatever goes on around that stock is good for the company or is perceived to be good for the company, or if something happens that's perceived as negative to the company's competition, say that stock will go up and you will make money. And at some point you can, you can 
cash that out, you can sell that stock to other people and, you, and you'll have made money on the matter. Now, what I don't understand is how do you, and I watched the movie The Big Short, I understand the short to be a way of betting that a stock's going to go down instead of up. Now, how do you do that? Where, where do you take your money? Who do you give it to? And when does, when does it pay out for you? Can you explain that to me, first of all? Yeah, well, well it's interesting is, that you wait, start wait. there. Is the question here, what is shorting a stock? Is that the question? Yeah, more or less. Okay. I, I was hoping for some more, like, uh, uh, softballs. That, kind of, that I can answer from reading Reddit way too much as opposed to uh, specific financial terms. I was terms. trying to start at the beginning. I, I, there's, a, there's a very good chance that I'm going to make a hash out of this, but uh, shorting is a little bit confusing, but what you do is, uh, is you, lend, you lend stock out to somebody else who wants to buy it, and you may or may not actually own the underlying stock, but you... Uh, no, I'm, I, I can't do this off the top of my head, guys. But effectively, it is a way of uh, borrowing stock that you don't have or lending it out that you don't have that creates a situation where somebody has purchased it from you today for a high price, and you're not expecting to have to buy it until tomorrow, at which point you think that the price is going to be lower. Mm. And that's when you like resolve the whole... Uh, the whole agreement that you have where one of you has borrowed, borrowed this underlying stock from the other person. Okay. And this is what I'm getting. Yeah. Like after watching that whole big short movie, still not really understanding the mechanics of it. So this is something that you can really only do if you're very well connected and you have a big, uh, you have a big uh, infrastructure set up to handle this, right? Like you just, that's that's another question that I, that I don't know the answer to. Typically, if somebody wants to bet on whether a stock is going to go down in the future, they would use options contracts. And options contracts make it much easier to have access to these things. And that's what Robinhood is ostensibly democratizing for retail investors who now include teenagers you know, in their mom's basement. So retail investors can short stock now. They can't, uh, well, it's shorting stock is not the same as buying an option where you're predicting that the stock will go down. But like in, in some sense, options are supposed to be in this whole other world where you're predicting what will happen to the stock in the future. And those, those bets that are happening on the side are kind of supposed to be not affect the outcome of the game. But one of the interesting things that's happened is, you know, the Wall Street bettors have convinced themselves rightfully possibly that if they coordinate themselves in the right way that those side bets actually affect the real game in a way that is self-fulfilling for them <laughs> i mean that's obviously true <laughs> and at least you know in, in a limited sense they, it's yeah and then it, it's it's a little bit the whole thing is feels a little bit like a pyramid scheme right it it's self-fulfilling up to a point where it is no longer and then the, the whole thing is going to come crashing down and that's what's, I think, the, the most amusing part of this situation is uh, there's, there's no real probability that somehow this is going to turn GameStop into a viable business. <laughs> right. And I, that's sort of the tragic bit, right? The, well, it's, I, don't think, I don't think that it's tragic, right? I, I, you know, it is what it is. And GameStop was managed in a way where people... The reason people were originally interested in this 
is because they felt like GameStop's management was hanging on to a bunch of cash and assets that should have just been handed back to the investors because wow. everybody knows right. that if you're taking that cash and investing it into, you know, stores in the mall that are selling physical video games, that that's not going to be a very good use of, of money. <laughs> and so the original bet was just, you know, they have this money on hand. If management suddenly realized that everything that all of their plans for the money were bad and gave it back to the investors, all of a sudden this stock would be worth much more than it is now. But, but the people involved, they're acting out of, tell me if I'm wrong, two, two reasons. They want to stick it to the wall street fat cats mm-hmm. and they want to stick up for a business that they've enjoyed, um, I, being a customer of for all these years and you know like it, are, are they are they rooting honest, for gamestop to to continue on like they still want that to is there some bit of nostalgia that is motivating people to be honest to the extent that there is some nostalgia that's not something that i've i've read about it or followed in this situation it may have started in that way one of the one of the calling cards of this subreddit wall street bets is um you know, being of an age, pretending that you're one one of the archetypes in terms of what people assume for characters that they are acting out on Wall Street bets is being a teenager that's living in your mom's basement. And if you're a teenager that lives in your mom's basement, presumably you uh, you play a lot of video games and GameStop would be one of your favorite places. But no, to the extent that this was ever motivated by a, a genuine love of GameStop, I, I, I don't think it's true. This has happened with several other businesses, um, mm. and and Wall Street bets. Ultimately, they are making ridiculous bets and understanding that the that the financial markets are really gambling. And I think what's interesting about them is that they accept uh, a very high risk of loss and tend to cheer that just as much as the chance of winning, which in a lot of ways is maybe better than how some other people think about the stock market. Should we, okay, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Should, should we feel bad for this bankrupted hedge fund? Well, I, first of all, I don't know that they're bankrupted. I, they seem to have successfully gotten out of this trade and are going to be okay. <sighs> There's um, the real chicanery. Sure. I, but it wasn't good. I mean, some of these, I, I think that some of these hedge fund traders could probably have the worst month that anybody has ever seen on Wall Street in terms of a single month's profit and loss statement. So it's something newsworthy is certainly happening right now. And it's very interesting to watch. And that was one of the points that I made. I mean, all of my friends are just talking about, about this, you know, whatever the, whatever the uh, usual topic is for it text message thread has been totally overcome by GameStop right now. Hmm. And I, one of my points today was like, let's just take a step back and realize that this is all pretty amusing right now. And it's a, fun, it's a fun thing for all of us to be looking at. Yeah. That's uh, my conversation with Chuck, the bartender, Chuck, the bartender is fully, he's fully into the stick it to the man mode. He is, he thinks that there's a revolution starting. He thinks that, uh, that, that the, that uh, poor folks are going to 
find ways to uh, stick it to the rich folks and there's going to be an overturning. And, you know, obviously I don't... Power to the people. Sure, I can see that's a very captivating narrative. And one that, uh, <laughs> you know, ultimately, one, one thing that you have to read into is a lot of these people are now highly motivated to convince other people to join the same trade because that's how the pyramid scheme keeps going. Right, right? yeah, of course. To some I mean, extent. In, and in that regard, you know, if you don't like the hedge fund guys because they're a few guys who are... Uh, benefiting on some inside knowledge and in a larger group that isn't, then, you know, these Wall Street best guys fall into the exact same category uh, uh, with what's going on. Now, you pointed out that they're just as likely to celebrate their losses. You know, they understand that things are going up and down. They are a little bit more tongue-in-cheek about all of this stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I was just Schaefer, the person was listening to these news stories and reading these news articles. Wait, is that them, different from Schaefer, the podcasting co-host? The podcaster, yeah, it's a little different. Okay, okay. Uh, he was, and and thinking about these things, and I was worried, you know. Uh, now, uh, say Molly Wood from Marketplace Tech, she, she has taken a very, um, she's been laughing. She's amused by all of this. And uh, however, Kai Rizdal from Marketplace Marketplace uh, was latching on to the fact that they've taken on somebody's called them 4chan with a Bloomberg terminal, and they've oh, taken, they call themselves they call themselves that. Well, they took that from somebody else though. Somebody else said it, uh, you know, as as a worrisome thing, and they took it on as as their uh, badge as of their honor tagline. Yes. But you know, Kai Rizdal is like 4chan with a Bloomberg terminal is it? effing terrifying thing and uh and you know so i was coming at it from that way too now the way that chuck the bartender was treating me was like if i'm against these guys then i'm part of the empire and he was uh, literally comparing me to darth vader and i was and i you know i was having trouble even expressing myself from saying no i'm just i'm worried about everything and then it then it becomes a funny thing where uh, and this is something that I noticed when, you know, when the when the MAGA guys were storming the storming the Capitol. So I cute, was like, such a cute, cute thing. I was like, where did, you know, uh, you know, after a whole lifetime of thinking that I was counterculture, how did I end up on the other side of all of this, uh, you know, of all of this uh, revolutionary behavior? And and that's that that there are echoes of that when I'm talking with Chuck about this GameStop thing, and uh, I I just think it's I think it's funny that uh, there seems to be a, a nefarious thing happening at the heart of Reddit <laughs> from my perspective, and it's and it seems to be uh, uh, this in my head it's a group of nefarious probably men, probably white, who are using this good open thing to kind of screw around and have their fun. And, but they're not actually trying to get anything good done. They're just screwing around, just having fun and toasting their losses along with their gains. I feel like they did the same thing with the Donald. You know, they would have been fine if Donald lost or if he'd won. They just thought it was funny. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, does that does that make sense to you, Dick? Just do you understand 
why I might think that way looking at it from the outside. Uh, sure. I can see how it seems potentially terrifying to people. Like I, there's certainly Kai Rizdal's take on it kind of makes sense. Uh, in a lot of, in the analogy to politics, it's, you know, we might, we may soon find out that our financial markets, uh, have an underlying set of norms that a lot of people abided by that if a bunch of new people do not abide by will suddenly upend things. I don't think that that's going to happen. And one of the things, one of the reasons that I feel okay laughing is like, this is a handful of stocks right now. Um, and it, it is sort of at least sort of rooted in some sort of reality. Ultimately, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're setting out probabilities and causes that, some big percentage of this is basically a pyramid scheme, right? Some people that were in really early are going to profit heavily from it. And then there are going to be a bunch of, a bunch of different people who lose everything, but it's probably a smaller amount from each person than that one person that got in really early manages to take out of all of it. And in that sense, it's kind of like a lottery and it's, it is, it can be funny and it, I can see both sides of it. And we won't know. We're living through this like really bizarre thing where we don't know all of the details of what's happening. And we certainly don't know if everything that's happening is, is legal, for example. That's, like that's the a Trump presidency. Yeah. yeah, that's a long drawn out process to investigate that and find out if there was some sort of inner cabal of, of Wall Street betters that uh, decided to um, conspire in this in some way. But as it is, I just think that it's, pretty funny is there good guys and bad guys here are there good guys and bad guys i don't well i you know i'm i'm hesitant on that front i in terms of buying into the big narrative it's it's fun it's like sticking it to the man and and you have an app called robin hood involved <laughs> and you get into these you get into these fun analogies where it's like uh can you really call yourself Robin Hood, if when the sheriff of Nottingham calls you and tells you to knock it off, you immediately <laughs> you immediately stop tossing the bread out to the poor. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, also, you know, and there's been I I have gotten on the Wall Street Bets site, and there's definitely some people who are trying to, uh, you know, there's there was one upvoted post that was like hey we should take all the money that we make and you know use it, you know use it for charity you know and then we really will be like robin hood and i you know i, I was like i can't help but just think you know there's that guy there's the there's the girl who said wow i was able to use this to get surgery for my dog uh and then but no the people who are like oh, i'm gonna buy two jet skis now are not posting that on the reddit page really although maybe maybe they will after they buy the jet skis oh for sure and to the extent you know that some of these people are realizing that the sec is going to be reading these comments they kind of want to change the tone of what's going on on that on that web page right now <laughs> you think the sec gets into web pages like that oh I, i'm they sure are now. they're investigating they get all, they get all up your ass right they probably didn't before, but yeah, now they're, they're probably hiring right now for people to just put eyes on Reddit for them. 
I was talking to Schaefer. Dickie, what's your opinion of Reddit? When I say Reddit, do you have any thoughts or feelings? Uh, You know, I I read a lot of Reddit. I enjoy it. Oh, you're a Redditor. Okay. Um, I had a a miscomprehension of Reddit. I, I sort of thought Reddit was just one level above 4chan. But apparently it has much more mainstream... It has lots of useful and really quality stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Reddit can be as good or as terrible as you want it to be. I I don't recommend somebody goes and like. As good or as terrible as humanity, really. Or as the the internet. It's certainly a giant echo chamber dominated by like uh, teenage guys, I guess. uh, If if you're looking at it writ large. But what's cool about Reddit is, I mean, you can find your community, I guess, in there. I'm sure that there is a subreddit for podcasters where people are uh, sharing in-depth technical ideas for how to make it sound better and how to edit it, and that could be interesting for you. Is that a hint? Wait, where's the where's where's the where's it's the example, it's an example, not a hint. Matthew. Where's the where's the uh, stick it to the man community? Can I get uh, there's oh I there there are a lot of stick it to the man communities. Feel the burn, I think, is probably one of those. You uh, you and you and Chuck can just start your own subreddit. The, uh, yeah, you t- you two be the revolution that you want to see. Uh, Red R dash Schaefer's friends with Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would what would you name your subreddit if you were going to start the revolution, Matthew? Uh, one magical hour. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I I, we, I, I don't know. Is there, um, is there a subreddit yet? Maybe we maybe we start the one magical hour subreddit and start seems the, seems, yes! appli- seems applicable. Yes. And then we got to pick a stock. We, ma- we got to pick a stock. We want to manipulate then. Yeah. With our new subreddits. My subreddit is called uh, "Reality Is an Illusion." <laughs> Maya. Alex. Oh. What's your yeah, subreddit called? I, yeah, the, well, I have the only really one experience <laughs> with Reddit, which was recently. So I'm just going to throw that at you. It, it does also involve video games. Um, <laughs> Shocker. I was, I was recently, and actually it involves you, Schaefer, because this is one of the earliest questions you asked me, which was, do Rocket League wheel, wheels change the car at all? You know, um, in the video game, Rocket League, I'm one of the few cross-platform video games available. Do the wheels make the car faster or slower? So I was on uh, Reddit Rocket League, and um, I I downloaded the Reddit app for exactly, I think, less than a minute, <laughs> and then and then decided that this 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 like many other things is is not for me. Um, <laughs> And the and, and the short answer that I think I have figured out is that wheels are purely cosmetic in Rocket League. If anybody out there needed to know the answer to that question, excellent, thanks. You're welcome. I that I I I I I, I yield to the gentleman from Austin. Rocket Rocket League is a, uh is important to Alex and I because he has an Xbox and I have a PlayStation, so it's the only video game that we can play together. Oh wow, that's really a Benetton like um <laughs> coming together sort of moment. Also also Facebook chess, which I we need to 
we need to open another game. Or, yeah, you, or you or you can get on Lee Chess, which is which is uh, we 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 can make Lee Chess happen. Lee Chess so, is so much better. Yeah, we were timing out though. Oh which, yeah, that's my fault. We'll 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 make it work. Cool. We'll make it work. And speaking of great po- podcasts, the founder of Lee Chess is is an amazing. In in, ter- in terms of stick it to the man and all the interests here. It's an open source uh, chess app and website, and the guy who founded it is very much French, and is only interested really in I shouldn't do accents. Um, is only really interested in creating an you know code, and is not really interested in making money. It's a, it's an amazing uh, website re- and resource for uh, for enjoying chess. Those are definitely my favorite kind of nerds. Yeah, yeah. His name is Thibaut Duplessis, and uh, that's a, that's a really good episode of the Perpetual Chess Podcast. Alex, you know, I bet Dick would love to play with you too, and he's uh, probably much better than me. I, did, yeah, I, yeah. Let's do it. Did you guys know that this podcast exists mostly to promote other podcasts? <laughs> that, <laughs> that it does. We've established that. I've never listened to Too Beautiful to Live once. What? Yeah, but have you listened to Marketplace with Kai Ristall? What the internet? Let's do the numbers. What the internet does to GameStop, I'm trying to do with Kai Ristall, basically. Well, you know, let's ask Dickie some more financial questions while we got him on the line here. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's where we need to go. Here, I've got one. Uh, Alex, our resident Rocket Leaguer, when was the last time you were in a GameStop? Well, good, good question. That is um, a good question, Dick. It was. It was <laughs> solid. It was well. This this is the thing because because I the, the current system is, is what is it, Xbox One, and <laughs> I got the and I I got the one with the disc drive on it. But then, you know, to my chagrin, whatever I, I wasn't expecting much. But there's very little that's backward compatible. That's that's that you can buy that you can buy the disc and the disc works on it. Um, so I mean that's kind of a bummer. I don't but. Shafi, you're on the Sony system. Is is that's much better in terms of backward compatibility, isn't it? I mean, it's it's backward compatible to four, but I think that's it. Right. And even that, it's the I think they're having some complications with it. I, I don't I don't really know. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the answer is no. I haven't I haven't really gone to a a, a GameStop only because. You know, I I don't. I would have to have another. I you know, but it would be fun to have you know to be one of those cats with, with a with a bunch of systems and stuff. But there's you know whatever. You, you it's, that's if you're like a gamer gamer. If you're just a guy who wants to play a couple of games, you know, it's like. But yeah, back back in the day, I used man, I used to love it. I would just go stand there and be like, I wonder if that's good, you know. <laughs> yeah. no. You can look at all the boxes. Yeah, and then I would I would have to walk up to the you know, I would have to walk up to the 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 the, the, the cool cashiers you know who have like, you know, Metal Gear Solid tattoos and explain why I'm buying like, Cars Two driven to win or some Disney you know, and I'm just like I just like I just like to have fun, guys. I don't know, maybe, you know, I can't really do shooters, you know. I'm not complicated, you know, whatever. It's, Is that an actual reference? Cars Two driven to win. Yeah, oh yeah, I own that. I, I okay. do. I, I do. I definitely okay. own. I definitely own any any. 
I love that. I, I, there's, 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 there are people who like racing games and there are people who don't like racing games and the people who don't like them are in their majority of people. And I love racing games. Um, but I only like a very specific kind of racing game that is both um, fun, but also has to have a certain arcade stupidity factor as well. I would like to rearrange that in in terms of you looking for a like a religion or a church that you want to go to. <laughs> we can't hit on religion. There's race. There's racing people and non-racing people, and the the racing people. And I, but I only like a specific type of racing. Game. Oh, it's yeah. It's like that Emo Phillips joke. It's exactly like that. It's it's so it's so tightly strange. You know, like. Alex, would you tell the Emo Phillips joke in Emo Phillips's voice? Oh my God, no! <laughs> yeah, if I were fourteen, I could crush that right now. No, oh, no, I it, was walking down the street, <laughs> and I pushed him off the bridge. There you go. That's that's. Just, just... Do do all you guys play video games? At some point or another, yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, of the three of us, I play the most, and then Alex is second, and Dickie's third. But. Right. I I would love to play video games again, Matthew. I, I have not gotten to do it since. Well, it. yeah, right. Eventually, your kids will be old enough, but then, but then you got to make the choice. Do you want your kids playing video games? Like my kids wanted like a Nintendo Switch, but I got them on SNES Classic instead, and so like nice. I'm tr- I'm trying to turn them off video games. <laughs> I think I think Not that I don't. might be the only thing to get mom excited about video games in this household. So that may be where we need to start. Not that I don't like video games. I would like to play more video games as well, but I, I don't. Um, I, I, I'm sort of like a gamer appreciator. Like I have, mm-hmm. I have friends that are into video games, and my, uh, of course Ben Bass, who we had a a talk with uh, in the interview with the Wear Possum here on this podcast. That's he makes too. video games, you know, and like yeah, I, you could I, bring I can, him back. I can really appreciate them. Uh, I'm just not a gamer myself. I tell you what, I I have I'd no like kids. to go to a GameStop though. I have no kids, and I love I love them. And I still don't have time to play them, so I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how you guys, with two kids each, would ever yeah have the time. Uh, I will say, Alex said one thing um, that I think probably best answers Dickie's question of when have you last been to a GameStop, and that is both the new Xbox and the new PlayStation, uh, or have have releases that don't have disc drives at all. You know that right. tells you that wow. where where GameStop is going because you know yeah everybody's going to start just buying it off the off the internet and having it shot down the wire directly to their house. My right. my favorite moment through this week of keeping track of all of this was somebody tweeting out a selfie from a GameStop that just said <laughs> just in case anybody was wondering this is what GameStop looks like right now and it, there was literally nobody in view of no customers in view of this guy's <laughs> selfie at the GameStop. Yeah, I, I was in one, you know, as recently as say a year ago, and there was, yeah, there were no other customers in there. There were two employees, and they were just like kind of sorting through just like this big pile of stuff. And when I asked them where something was, they were like, "We have no idea." <laughs> and I was just like, "What's that pile of stuff?" And they're like, "No, we don't know." There's, like, 
There was also that really aggressive membership thing and this like kind of point system. And when you turned in games, like mm. if you'd given them money, you could get more money back or something. That sounds like Wall Street. Well, it was it was like the Barnes and Noble card, but like less satisfying somehow. <laughs> Is there anything less satisfying than the Barnes and Noble card? The GameStop card. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have do we have any more questions for Brother Dickie while he's on here? Yeah, can uh, we talk about Dickie sous vide ribeye? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's going to a next level too, Matthew. I got to tell you, okay. Dorothy and I, Dorothy and I are right now assembling a new grill from uh, my friend Geoff. He he impulsively ordered a new grill in order to pay a years old cell phone debt. One of my last uh, actual social engagements was Schaefer's birthday out in the country at Schaefer's dad's house. And we had some sous vide, Dickie sous vide, ribeye. And uh, I can't stop thinking about it. It's great. For anybody t- that doesn't know what sous vide is, it's a, it's a water bath. So, I'll, Hey, hey states- Dick. Uh, all of our okay. listeners know what sous vide is. I didn't know. Okay. I'm sorry. This is what I get. This is what I, I get told, for coming have on. You've not been listening to the Dick Cavett I sent you. You got This is wait. one Let magical hour. Dick, explain this to me, please. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a known thing in the one magical nation. Uh, so, Alex, sous vide is a is a way of bagging food up and then cooking it at a cooking it in a bath of water. So a sous vide device, all it does is kind of recirculate water and get it to a very precise temperature. The idea is you go to the exact temperature that you want to cook the food to, and it's never going to go past that temperature. So for something like steak, it's beautiful because it perfectly cooks the steak through to, to the exact temperature that you want. And then all you do is what you call finishing it or searing it and just get the outside. Uh, a little crispy. Oh, so you sear it at the end. You can, yeah. I think some people sear, do a pre-sear. Some people do a post-sear. You always finish at the end. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of self-explanatory. It's an excellent way of doing it. <laughs> I like to finish. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. We need to we need to get at Kat and see what she has to say about Subit. Is that a we, French? Yeah, Matthew. Matthew, next time we'll have a an eighteen hundred degree uh, ceramic grill for you to sear the steaks on at the end. It's gonna dude, be great, dude. Dude, that like that was really a a food. You have those certain meals where you know we were talking about our death row meal the other day, and I was thinking about. Dickie's ribeye, <laughs> and uh, and I was doubtful that the crew in the the canteen could come up with that at the maximum security penitentiary. I, you know, what's you have great to about ch- the sous vide is anybody can do it, Matthew. You, do you think they have a vacuum sealer in the in Max in D Block? Um, <laughs> If you haven't heard the last episode, we talked about our death row meals as part of the from the J. 
<laughs> and we That's and right. we I forgot and we and we brought up the Why whether the D block. <laughs> we brought up whether or not your death row meal is going to be prepared with love. And Jeff, who knows quite a bit about the penal system, assured us that there was love amongst dead men walking. Wow. Happy to hear that. Which I think relates to our earlier conversation about who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. You never know especially not in these GameStop situations. It, did my, is it, is everybody checked out? Are we all ready to get off of this call? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm still here. Okay. I keep waiting for a pop quiz. Oh, okay. Dickie's, wait, Dickie's ready for the next segment. <laughs> I didn't, I, I was. Alex, where are we going? Anything. Uh, Matthew, did you have a question for Alex? Oh, yes, I did. Alex. I know that because of our show sheet. Yeah, Alex. Schaefer brought up this incident from the past in a recent interview, and I know you haven't heard it because you're not caught up, and that's fine. You're still our sensei. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying my best. Yeah. Let, me ask you a qu- uh, let me ask you a question. You're going to dig deep in the recesses. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this time that you had you maybe you hadn't known Schaefer very long and you were playing a show and you were like Schaefer you know what this show needs this show needs some heckling <laughs> <laughs> by your laughter I think that uh, you do yeah, remember say, Alex, that sounds like it was a bad idea no no it it, it sounds great it sounds like awesome I, I wish I, I it sounds like something I would say Oh, you don't remember? No, no, but it sounds good. <laughs> it was I, for Alex. It was for one of those uh, Manhattan cash hanks at the at mm-hmm. the East. Yeah, that's right. That sounds good. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was just kind of just as we were definitely friends. We were simpatico. We definitely knew that we were both on the same page. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And and you were like, you know, this is this this cash hank is you know it's in a it's in a black box basement. Right, kind of a punk rocky sort of club. Sure, he's like this could be the, this could be kind of the the renegade, the rough and tumble, the rebel Cashank, and and you know he saw me, you know, and I was, I was going big with the whiskey, and you know going big with the textosity as well. Sure, and and he encouraged me to kind of push things in that direction. Right, I I took I took the uh, I took the request very seriously. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, no, that was that was a that was a that show was you know, it it, it, it for it to be you know, it needed it definitely did it definitely did need heckling. That 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 I, I didn't remember that until you said it, but it sounds dead on. It was it was you know, it was a show that was like fun and crazy in you know, where it was in, in Brooklyn, but it it, it was it easily could have turned too polite. And if it had turned to, which it eventually, mm. you know. Yeah, you don't want polite. Well, I mean, no. It, look, I, the Cash Inc. was a jam started by a guy who had been to two jams and thought they were too polite. 
you know, <laughs> you know, like just all these people kind of, you know, whatever doing, I don't want to go into jams cause it's just whatever. They're just, they're just jams. Um, but you know, I had gone to two jams and been like, my goodness. And then, you know, so, so I, I, the guy who'd been to these two jams and said like, it, I can't, I can't do this, but you know, there are people like me who need to, to who need to jam in a, in a different sort of way, maybe a little bit, you know, of a ruder way. Um, so yeah, so we were, you know, I had done this and it, you know, it, it was fun. And then we were, you know, we had an opportunity to kind of do a second one in it on another island. And, you know, yeah, that, that, that sounds, that sounds right. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about those shows in that particular venue, do you remember, I, I distinctly remember the first one that you did because the guy who played before you was this dude who put on this crazy, like, like Euro trashy show where he was dressed in like this, like reflective tank top and he was like rapping over a cork synthesizer and he had two like <laughs> dancing girls dancing for him and i'm watching it and i'm like wow this is this is kind of amazing uh you know i'm kind of here for it uh <laughs> it was really something i was like i'm terrified of this guy and uh you know i had some drinks i watched it we're waiting for your show and then he comes off stage and he likes he's walking towards me so i'm like all right i'm I'm gonna approach this this beast of a of a Euro trash EDM rapper and his beautiful women, and I talked. I I was like, "Great show! Could I buy you a drink or something?" And he opened his mouth, and he was this like Northwest Jersey hillbilly guy who was like, "Oh, sure, you can buy me a drink. Oh, that's so amazing. Oh, really? You like the show?" I was like the wow. the man behind the curtain was so different from the way I had imagined from I wish I remembered who that was. <laughs> it was amazing. I wish I remembered who that was. I was actually nervous to talk to you. He was like, boy, really? You liked it? I, <laughs> that's only the second time I've ever done it. I thought I asked my friends here to come with me because I was so nervous. <laughs> I wish I knew who that was. Oscar might remember. I don't. Can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. If you do some do some detective work, if you can, yeah. If we could. Uh, I yeah. If, I, if we could I, find I, his MySpace page or something, that would be very rewarding. Yeah. Oh, it's it's got to be out there. It's got to be out there. It's got to be out there. Darn to fight. Darn to fight. No. There's somebody. There's there's a lot of people who 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 would have that who that would name would pop into their head. There's a lot of people with better memories of 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 that scene than I have, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, who were who were in it before I showed up and and you know tried to run the football all the way to the twenty yard line. So it, you're shooting for the end zone, right? No, that's <laughs> you would think so. Right. Okay. 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 You would think so, but yeah. yeah. As you may have heard, I'm a Browns fan, so we we, we right. like to run the ball out at the one yard line because 
Right. It's possible that the quarterback has money on the Sorry. Other so, Sorry. That's okay. No, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry to bring it up. No, no, it's 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 honestly, it's like, you know, somebody somebody said that to me like, "Can you believe that the quarterback may have had money on the other team in the <laughs> in the Browns game?" And I and I said, you know, when you've been a Browns fan as long as I have, that is so the least of your worries. <laughs> that you you won a football game, but, you know, not by the spread. Like, uh, yeah, okay. You know, that that would be, that would probably, that's the, honestly, that's great. You know, that's great. So here we are on football again. Hook them horns. Listen, before we go tonight, speaking of Texas, mm-hmm. uh, I want to – Describe to the listener the T-shirt that Dick Hall is wearing. It's it's the state of Texas, but it's like an Astros design. It's a fantastic T-shirt, Dick. I click on him now so I can see it. I want to. You don't use the gallery view. Oh man. Uh, I okay gallery view. Oh, I see it now. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to thank profusely. Um, Dick Hall and Alex Battles for joining us tonight here on One Magical Hour. Mm-hmm. I think that the viewers, the viewers, this isn't blockbuster, the listeners get tired of Schaefer and I just jibber jabber at each other, just gibberish, just jargoon back and forth. And the show is always, we need always some, strong. Always strong. First thing, we need Dick to rip the shroud off of the mystery that is the financial system in this country. And so, Dick, can you be like the marketplace correspondent for One Magical Hour? Like anytime we have financial... Uh, that, that sounds like a great idea. I'm just okay. gonna, I'm just going to get on and repeat talking points from Matt Levine's uh, email newsletter, which mm-hmm. is the funniest mm-hmm. thing that's ever been created. That's that's all we do, pretty much. And I gotta I gotta tell Alex, and I don't know if this is news to him or not, but he's really woven into the fabric of the show. And like the human centipede, he's not going to escape. I mean, he's he's part of the deal now. How are we get Shafi, how would we produce the show without him? I know he thinks it's like a hobby, but I think it's turned into a profession. We couldn't do it without you. I mean, not a profession, like a paid profession, but you know what I'm talking about. Well, you know, we, again, you know, we... Maybe we more gotta, like a bad habit. We got to get in that power. You know, we got to get the Zazzle store in there. We got we got to gotta work on the, we got to work on the merch, you know? We got to get Alex. Do they not even pay you in avocados? <laughs> no, we're, but we're, we're working. I thought that was it, the know? deal. Yeah, is you know, it's 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 it's. I'm you know, I'm I'm here out of I'm here out of sheer love. You know, I'm 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 here out of love. I'm 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 drinking the proverbial cool. Once that once that once that Zazzle bank account gets full, currently it's sitting at about four dollars and twelve cents. Uh, some will start to some will start to trickle down. I think Schaefer and I are actually the number one purchaser of that's exactly right. Zazzle store. Well, four dollars and twelve cents, dollars and eighty nine of which is our money. (laughs) Have hashtag you all been sharing photos of yourselves in your swag? No, we haven't. Uh, Brian showed his coffee cup, and Manish showed off his coffee cup. Okay. I have. I don't actually have any swag yet. Okay. All right. So, so you know, it's 
We're we're shooting for episode one hundred. That's when we're that's when we're yep. going for legitimacy. Right? That's when we're going live. Yep. yep. All of this is the before time. Right. Just okay. like the hunter gatherers, just like it was in hunter gatherer times. People had no idea what was to come of uh-huh. this world, this civilization, this nation. They had no idea. They had no idea that we would be living in glass houses, stacked upon stacked upon stacked. The Iron Age is about to fall in one magical hour, like a like a, like a bunch of metal, iron. Yeah, heavy, is the seventies the Iron Age? Heavy pieces of iron. <laughs> no, wait, one hundred is the Iron Age. I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, Dick, it's good to see you, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, you're you're an excellent guest. It was so much fun. And there are, you have 0.0 barking dogs at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It could have been a little earlier. You would have had uh, Dorothy coming in to inform me that uh, we had not given her her medicine and she wasn't going to bed until that happened. Well, that would have, that would have been cute and neglectful. Yeah. Just, you know, that little subtle reminder, like, come on, you're, Who's the adult here? Who's the adult here? <laughs> well, I know who the adult is in this room, and it's Alex Battles. So <laughs> thanks again for sponsoring us, Alex. Thank you, Sensei. Oh, oh, my pleasure. Did you guys want to hear a song? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. What do you want to hear? Um, I can't, I probably can't do all the ones that have chords in them, but I can try something. Oh, don't do anything with chords. Okay. You want to have a cover? Is cover good? Yeah. All around the water tank, waiting for a train, a thousand miles away from home, sleeping in the rain. I walked up to the brakeman. Give him a line of talk. He said, if you got money, I'll see that you don't want. I haven't got a nickel, not a penny can I show. Get off, get off, you railroad bum. He slammed the boxcar door. Yoodily, yoodily, yoodily. He put me off in Texas, a state I dearly love. Wide open spaces all around me, the moon and stars above. Nobody seems to want me or lend me a helping hand. I'm on my way from Frisco, I'm going back to Dixieland. My pocketbook is empty, and my heart is full of pain. I'm a thousand miles away from home, waiting for a train. Yodely, yodely, yodely. That's beautiful. It sounded really good too. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, folks, it's getting your time to say goodnight. I wanted to just revisit, very briefly revisit what we talked about before. I don't know if Wall Street biz is a big joke or what, but 
I do know that it seems like with with Wall Street biz and the Donald and uh, everything that's going on these days, there are there are weird times happening and there are weird times coming. So find your find your senseis and your brothers and your podcast partners in their imaginary garages and uh, and cherish them and take care of them and uh, talk to them, reach out to them. If you don't hear from them, check on them. And uh, let's all take care of each other because it seems like the weird times are just beginning. And remember, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine. We love you. Some nights you're struggling with indecision. Some nights you know just where the answer lies. Some nights you think you may have found religion. Some nights you're lost beneath an empty sky. Comes a warm night and the air just flows. The sun goes down and the street lights glow. And you step right up and you just let go. Things just come alive and now you're talking to drive. It's alright. Sometimes it's just alright. Yeah, it's alright. Sometimes it's just alright. Yeah, 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 now. Sometimes it's just alright. It's alright. Sometimes it's just alright. It's alright. Sometimes it's just alright. Tough life, you made so many wrong decisions. It's alright. But it takes you where you need to go Comes a warm night walking through the door You feel so strong you just want more No old, no young, no rich, no poor Things just come alive And now you're talking to jazz It's alright.